then cheers Kev and also early in the morning and you'll be off well thanks again for coming on and chatting to us absolute pleasure absolute pleasure <laughs> so I wanted to ask first off which Kev we've got because I know you've got loads of different hats DJ <laughs> ring announcer jiu-jitsu instructor teacher is there anything I've missed off uh, DJ um, started getting into mind coaching and hypnosis now as yeah. well so that's the latest yeah. thing that I'm into we're going to talk well. about that in a bit. Yeah, but how did you get into the ring announcing? It just stemmed from um, DJing at the, at the shows as well. So normally, so I, I do like the ring music for most of the Thai boxing shows in Liverpool. Yeah. And then I think one show, the the ring announcer didn't turn up. So I did the DJing and the announcing as well. So like a lot of them book me now to announce and DJ as well. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like I'm there, like uh, A's and like doing like two jobs at once. But it's good fun. Yeah. But then recently, um, a couple of like um, white collar shows and then most recently on Saturday, an MMA show got me to just announce fully, you know, so where I get dressed up and then I'll stand in the yeah. ring or the cage. That's why I'd be first full MMA show on Saturday. That was good fun. <laughs> did you have to practice your like Bruce Buffer before you did it or not? I'm trying to find like my voice with it at the minute because yeah. I think I'm I think I'm only three or four in just doing it by myself, so it's not yeah. polished yet. And I'm still trying <laughs> to experiment with different tones and um, different ways of saying things at the minute. Yeah. So like sometimes I may have three different ways like throughout the show if people like I'll oh, listen, which they probably not. But in my head, I'm I'm trying out new things. Like on Saturday, I tried out a lot of different things just the way of delivering someone's yeah, yeah. name. Yeah, I think it's like a. I mean, I think we take for granted, don't we? Like when you, you see this, like, like Bruce Buffer. I don't know any other famous ring ring announcers, but the in, is it called imitation? The emphasis on certain words and syllables in the when they yeah. speak and that, yeah, and like enunciation that as well. Yeah, yeah. enunciation. Yeah, it's good. You got to speak loud. You got to speak clearly. But then, like, I had to speak loud. Like, like, there's a couple of names that I just couldn't get. So what it did, I was like, I was like a classic like wedding DJ, and I just mumbled something and shouted it dead quick. <laughs> Is your, D- is, is your DJ voice different to your ring announcer's voice? No, it's very similar. It's similar. very similar. It's very similar. <laughs> but it's been a while since I've had a DJ voice. I haven't done weddings or functions for a while. Yeah. I've done bars and clubs mm. recently. Can't scream if you want to go faster. The movie's not open. I've seen um, some pictures from the weekend you had Owen Livesey down as well, didn't you, for a seminar? How was that? Oh, brains lashes all about afterwards. Yeah, good fun. Yeah. Like he's coming to yours, isn't he soon? Yeah, twelfth twelfth of June, I think. Yeah, he's just he's just like me and you, just dead relaxed. Yeah, very good coach. Really simple things that you'll be able to use straight away, and then yeah. he stayed inspired with everyone for an hour. Oh, nice. That's good. Isn't it? We we got him to do. He did about we said just do an hour and an hour and ten, hour fifteen max, and then we'll just roll. He went oh, perfect because he was wanting yeah. to do like over. Oh, he went, I'll do two hours if you want. But nah, and everyone will lose track. Yeah. So an hour and 15, we smashed it and then just rolled at the chat yeah. afterwards. I think you learn a lot just from rolling with someone of that calibre, just to feel how they're feeling. Obviously, you're getting smashed on the bottom line, but just to feel that pressure. Oh, he murdered that. everyone. Yeah. He murdered everyone. <laughs> but he did it in such a nice way. Like, he was there, but I couldn't feel him juicing anything. Couldn't feel him smashing me. He yeah. was just all over me. He was just yeah. so ahead in every aspect. Like, I thought he didn't even get out of first gear. Right. Yeah, so, so wait till you're over them. It'll be good, yeah. and all he trips you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for some foot trips and that. Like, uh, we've yeah, been, we've yeah. been we've been working through some of the stuff on his instructionals, and um, everyone's catching because f- the, they're so sneaker. 
the foot trips, aren't they? Like you put all your weight on that foot and before you know it, you're gone. And yeah, I think it's best to get the submission. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. cheers if anyone gets to take down an half place. Yeah. <laughs> we did um so we've been working through like the firemans. We've been trying to trying to get that. And I give um I put a little incentive out and said if anyone catches it in a live roll, I'll give you a tenner. <laughs> and uh Everyone was just trying to, you know, you just see his body rolling everywhere. People trying to get <laughs> So, lad got one in a live spa, so I ended up being a tenner down. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> I think, like, in the gym, you need like little, like, incentives like that, or like little, like, yeah. ways of simulating competition or just ways of putting people on the spot. Like, we make, because I obviously cause I work on the graph of our show. Like, I like to grab, like, next t shirt, and I'll give my t shirt, or John will give his t shirt, and we'll make the lads yeah. fight for it. Like, yeah, he wants to fight good. for this, like, 10 quid t shirt. I will. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little bit of skin in the game, isn't it? And a little bit of yeah, incentive yeah. for people to, yeah, especially like with takedowns. Um, I'm guilty of it as well. I don't, I'm not I'm a bit hesitant and I don't commit 100%. Whereas there's a little bit of incentive for you. I might get a, I'll get a tenner if I do this, and you, you commit a little bit more and go for it, don't you? Or if someone gets the phone out, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I started trying to do a lot of filming to just for like Instagram and social media and stuff. and as soon as this, people see the camera come out, they, they give that little bit extra percentage yeah. trying to try. Yeah, it. you think it was like yeah. the world, like the way people yeah. behave when that camera yeah. comes out. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, Grapple Fest, you have the best seat in the house as well, don't you, at Grapple Fest on that DJ booth? Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah, right in like the bird's nest. Literally looking yeah. over everyone. I can see everyone and everything. That's cool, but, then, that, yeah. but then everyone can see me. Someone sent me a video the other day. Because like Louise bought some pizza and I munched on this massive <laughs> bit of pizza. It was like, I think we were like four to five hours in. I had net and like someone sent me a video. I went, oh, I went, that was the best moment of the show. I'm yeah. like, just like so happy. And then another woman from like the northeast for like Calpuccino's plate said, Oh, we were watching you eat your dinner. It was just <laughs> the best thing ever. And then like she said, You got your second bussy and you were just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> People subscribe to Fight TV just to watch you eat food. Yeah. <laughs> then you must watch me when I'm watching the fights. I'm like... <gasps> Your reaction. Yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah, get really into it. Top matches as well. I can't remember the two girls' names who fought, but when they were locked in that arm lock, weren't they? Rosa Walsh. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh. yeah so I, was, I was watching it on Fight TV going... Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how she never tapped was unreal. Her arm's going to be a mess, guaranteed. It was crazy. Guaranteed mess. Um, yeah, it was weird some, not seeing you in that corner in your little booth as well. Some of the lads still went. Some of the lads still went and was in the booth and that. But I went to um, a seminar up in the lakes. I was with Ben Poppleton and Steve Gawthorpe in the lakes. Like, so it's the first time I've watched it on Fight TV with the commentary. So it's quite interesting listening to it, to it with like live commentary as well, which was good. Is it good? Yeah, I've yeah. never watched any of the recordings back. Have you not? No. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Chris, I don't know the other lad's name, but Chris Thompson and the other lad do a really good job. Dave like, Leatherby. Dave yeah, Dave, yeah, Dave, who's got um, role models. Oh, right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they do a really good job, like, yeah, yeah. That's cool. There's some good matches on it. I think Mick Stanton's match was one of the... Oh, he's like, brilliant. one I found exciting. Owen, Owen Lipsy's match, obviously. But yeah, there was some uh, some fireworks. And you could actually feel, even on the, the replay, when Owen Lipsy and uh, Michael Pixley came out, the volume and everything, even on really? the replay, yeah, the atmosphere, you could almost feel it coming through the telly. Everyone's kind of audio went up and that like, and the atmosphere was proper electric. Even, even it, it even came across on the on the on the feed. Like, yeah. oh, brilliant! Mad. Yeah. That's what you want. I know, definitely. Yeah. So one of the main reasons I got you on, Kev, was I 
dabbled in NLP a little bit because I used to be in the Ministry of Defence Police. In 2003, I joined the police, moved down to Reading. And I looked a little bit into NLP because I thought it might help me with my job in terms of interviewing people and just communicating better. Kind of lost touch with it a little bit. Um, and I know you've just kind of started working. You've just been certified for some qualification mm-hmm. in NLP, haven't you? Yeah. been working with Vinnie Shawman a little bit or done some of his qualifications. So I just wanted to kind of explore it a little bit more and, and dive back into it again. How did, how did you well, get into it? How was you introduced to NLP? And first of all, tell us what NLP is. Uh, neuro-linguistic neuro-lingu- programming. So neuro, obviously your head. Ling- yeah. Linguistic is your mouth. And then obviously then you'll program together. I first got into it. Um, how old am I now? Again, 38. always forget how old I am now. <laughs> um, eight years ago. So... It was when I was tie boxing, uh, competing right. in tie boxing, uh, and I always felt in my last couple of fights that you no, know, you just can't pull the trigger. There was mm-hmm. something like like what's going on? Doing really well in the gym because like, at the time our team like, we were doing quite well, so obviously everyone was contributing towards, that, and I felt I was a big part of that everyone's yeah. success. But then those fights were like just didn't show up. Didn't like get battered today, but just like why aren't you really pushing the pace? Why aren't you trying to really win? So it was having a conversation with Chris Thompson, uh, right. he, who's now one of my, my main coaches and good mates. Mm-hmm. He said, well, ever thought about well, yeah, going to see Vinny? Because um, I'm currently seeing him as well. Oh, right. Some uh, sides in the mental game. I went, okay, yeah. So obviously got in contact with Vinny. And I did his, it's called, in fact, he still does it. It's four weeks to freedom course. It is. It's brilliant. I'd recommend just doing it, even for yourself. Right. Um, so it was four sessions. And then I think we sorted it after like, I think the second one. All right. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So we went, like, we did like, this hypnosis exercise where basically you ask your subconscious mind. So obviously, I- I'm in trance at, at this point. So my eyes are closed. I'm deep in trance. And he said, right, I want you to ask your subconscious mind um, why it feels like it's holding you back. So the mm-hmm. way like, I sort of framed it in my head, I say, like, me, I'm walking to, I was walking towards the door. Like, I knocked on the door. And then I opened the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. subconscious mind version of me. And we and he said, right, ask it um, why you feel it's holding you back. And it said, or he said, uh, it's to protect you. And that's all it stems from. Because if you like sort right. of get involved in like the firefight as such, you're gonna get hurt. So if I like just keep you back a little bit, I'll keep you nice and safe. Because I've come off to fight and I've like hardly marked up at all. Really. I'm not tired. Yeah. I was a little bit beat up, but like you didn't push the pace at all. Um, and that was it. So like, after session two, that was it. Like that was the moment of realization of okay, your subconscious is there to protect you, even though it may not seem like it at the time. Every like sort of action it takes has got a positive intent. Yeah. So yeah. Like, for example, let's say someone who doesn't apply for a job or ask a person out. Oh yeah, the fear of rejection. So if, if I don't ask them out to apply for a job. I won't get rejected. I won't feel that feel of rejection. So I'll just stay here. It's okay. Don't apply for it. Yeah. So really, you need to like obviously push through that. And then you could ask yourself, well, what happens if I do get it? So look at it the other side. Yeah, yeah. That's what a lot of people, like people don't mind hold them back from just certain things, achieving great things. Even it's just like a little promotion at work or just doing something out the ordinary, like taking your driving test. Yeah, of course, definitely. Um, a big thing I got from it, and I can't remember the, the name of like the the concept behind it, but it's them four questions that um, if you if you're going to start to explore something new and maybe that's uncomfortable, 
there's like four quadrants of four questions. So ask yourself what will happen if you do do this? What will happen if you don't do this? And then you do the reverse of it. So what won't happen if you do it? And what won't happen if you don't do it? And that's a bit of a mind fuck that one, like, but working that, That's good. It, I've never thought like that. That's exploring great, yeah. those four like, quadrants. What will happen if you do? What will happen if you don't? What won't happen if you do? And what won't happen if you don't? It's a bit of a... It, it gets you to, like, explore certain, like, avenues and all the different positives and negatives. Well, some people won't, though. Some people only think in that negative, don't they? And it's yeah. like, oh. Like, a big yeah. thing I try to, even in the gym, it's like, people, the way people they speak about themselves... Yeah, the language oh, is a big oh, thing in NLP, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you like start saying, like, oh, you're this, you're that, like, oh, I'm a, like, I'm, do you mind if I swear? It's, of course, mate, yeah, 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 it's He's like, oh, oh, I'm a fat mess. Well, you will then become a fat mess. Yeah. Like, you, you then, your words then become that. And then you just, it's just that ingrained in their brain that they are this fat mess and they'll never train or they'll never eat right. They just think that they're just destined mm-hmm. to live like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something that we, we completely take. We um, take a, not take advantage. What's the word I'm trying to say? We forget about because we were so openly when we talk. We, we talk from like as soon as we can, three years old, four years old, and our language is such important thing that connects to the brain, isn't it? Like all around that NLP, neuro linguistic programming, the linguistic and the modelling, your language you use becomes your identity, doesn't it? Yeah, like I'm always dead aware of my language, especially when I'm teaching it in class uh, yeah. overnight. I try not, it's very rare that I'll say, don't do it like this, but then like people's brains switch on, well, don't do it. And then you start yeah. doing it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I always try to just teach, this is what you do. And then maybe later on, okay, these are some of the common mistakes that you may see. Yeah, so I'll yeah. never try to teach, oh, yeah, right, this is not what you don't do. But then like, if I say to you, don't think of like a green elephant, okay, it's a green elephant just popped yeah, into yeah, your brain. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very important how we structure our sentences, especially I think as coaches as well. Yeah, definitely. That, that's something I'm, working on because I mean I've never done any real like coaching before I started setting up the club I, I, started, I was coaching one class a week for uh, my old instructor but I've never done any like formal this is how you coach something mm-hmm. I just jumped in at the deep end and just started doing it and again going back to your point before Kev that I am naturally an anxious person so for me before I got used to it before you build up that like callous of being used to coaching or doing anything out of your comfort zone I'm constantly got those like negative thoughts in me and going, shit, what if I fail? What if I get it wrong? What if I fuck this up and everyone just starts laughing at me? And I've got to the point now where, yeah, then those things can still happen, but I'm all right with it. If it does happen and I get fluff me words or I do something wrong or I do a technique wrong or whatever it is, I'm all right with it. I can accept it. And I think that's, yes. that's a powerful thing as well, that you understand that I can handle what the worst case scenario is and I'm cool with it. Like, <laughs> do you then go back to them four questions yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. but I did that the first time when I started setting up the club I spoke to my wife about it and I was like is this a good idea or not like what because at the time I was still working full time as well so it was a big big commitment and it was like well let's go through it then what will happen if I do do it mm. what will happen if I don't what won't happen and like you said before Kev what happens is you end up the question is framed in such a way that you you come up with positive outcomes and the other questions frame in such a way that you come up with all the negative side of it. So whichever one you're fueled by, whether that's you're running away from the, the fear or you're embracing the comfort side of it, you get both frames of those questions, and which is quite an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, yeah it is. 
Yeah, it is good. So, are you full 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 time now with it? I still work two days a week at least yeah. Centurions. Yeah, yeah, the rugby club in Lee. I work there two oh, days no. a week. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah. probably things fresh for you then, and obviously then yeah. you guaranteed income. That's good. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, about East, how does it? How does your club run yourself? Because I don't know you. So your your partner's name. Sorry, the hostile operator. John, John Smith. John. John's worth getting on for a chat. Like John's a very interesting character. Right. You've only you've only met him a little bit, haven't you? At the interclub, just yeah, just yeah. Passing, haven't you? But John's a very interesting person. Yeah. Uh, like like yin and yang. Like like you couldn't have two of me running the club, and you couldn't have two of John running the place. Well, that works. Though. <laughs> I mean, I think I seen something yeah. on um, Instagram that you both got these crazy ideas, and rather than just going, "Nah, mate, that's going to be shit," you both like allow each other to have this. We'll try that. Yeah, for yeah. yeah, we'll try this. And yeah, from my well, point of view, like on the it outside, does work well. Things are working, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does work well. But it's like, yeah, like he sort of keeps me in check, and obviously, like, I'll then keep him in check. Yeah, it, it's good. Uh, so the way it works with us, like, we both still work full time. We both still work during the day. So obviously, I work on supply teaching. Um, yeah. I've been working a lot lately, and I'm going back to Bay, going back to Southport after half term. So obviously, oh, yeah. day and work. Then it's normally most days straight to the gym. So mm-hmm. I'll. I like I do I still do a, a few private lessons. I do think three private lessons a week, just kids ones. Uh, so I'm in the gym. Monday we've got kids class, so that's our five o'clock. We're always in together, me and John with that one. Um Tuesday I do a private at R four and then on Thursday I do a private at R four and R five. Mm-hmm. They're the only time I'll do private lessons. So between there's myself, John, and there's one of the other lads, Ben Pike, I keep like Ben coaches for us as well, so we offer him. So we offer Ben a yeah. uh, free membership, and we allow him to do private lessons as well without oh, taking nice. the money off him. Yeah. So it, it just helps. Like it, it won't be a struggle. I think if it's just me and John, or it's just me. I think one of us. If there was one of us, you, we could go full time with it. But because the two of us, just it's just a very nice bonus. Yeah, yeah one for us, which is good, yeah. and it's very enjoyable. It's good. Yeah, it is definitely. We've um, so I've got a few coaches who again. <laughs> with free memberships like so they help me out doing like one class a week or whatever and um they get free memberships and that but we've just got um daddy Hughes he's gonna start coaching for us as well so he's gonna start doing has he gone into it again though um he's going in for his operation this week or next week he he did his knee or something um but he's got an operation date for it so I don't know what the turnaround time is for it but yeah good assets to club that Danny yeah definitely yeah yeah because we've got more and more lads now who want to compete especially in the the Nogi grappling or sub grappling, um, and have appeared on the contenders series. We had a lad, Paul Callan, who appeared on the contenders series, and more and more people are, are getting into the, the sub grappling and want to compete in that. And Danny, obviously, with his experience, that's his game, like he, he can bring that to the club. So, yeah, that's, well, that that's like says exciting. a lot about you as like the owner or head coach of the club, bringing in someone else. Like, Joe, I, I like saying, basically, saying, I don't know at all, yeah. here's someone else. And that's like a good thing. A lot of people wouldn't do that. So that's like a testament to yourselves. That's yeah, really no, I good. appreciate that. But I mean, like I have competed, but not very often. It's not something that motivates me that much. When I did the hybrid, um, the veterans hybrid, yeah. hybrid grappling event at your place, that was just basically to show the lads who were, who were coming training that like I'm doing it. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get a little bit of experience so I can pass it down to you. But just have a go, just jump in. That was the only reason why I did that. To like kind of lead from the front almost, but Danny's been there and done it. He's competed on Grapple Fest in the early days multiple times, and I, and I just thought, yeah. well, yeah, I'm I'm humble enough to admit that, yeah, I don't know it all. I class myself as a decent coach in that, but I'm also aware of not me failings as such, but 
weaknesses in my kind of experience level, and that's why we brought Danny in. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So that's yeah. good. Like we'll get you back on. Yeah, I think on we'll have maybe on the August one. Yeah, we'll get some of the old boys back on again. Yeah, the veterans. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> oh, Blinks, your match against Gray was Blinks. Yeah, Blinks. I did. Um, I actually did on because we've got um, an IGA Lee YouTube channel as well. I did a little breakdown of it. So I yeah. edit up on Zoom and I commented over the top as to what I was trying to do, what Graham was doing to me, how he was stopping me doing it. Because I think when people are watching it, because there was a lot of stuff going on inside the space that you couldn't see, he was defending. I was trying to wrap um, the, the Kimura up, but he was defending it. And what people couldn't see, I tried to talk talk over the uh, yeah. the feed and that. Like, so that's, yeah, if you're interested in watching that, like that. Definitely. It was, it was such a good match. Like, I, yeah. I was made up reffing it. It was so yeah. good to watch. <laughs> Yeah. So going back to uh, mind coaching, how, I mean, people might be listening to this and go, what, hypnosis? What What is all that about? How How does that happen? Because it's a change of state, isn't it, basically? Hypnosis mm. is just putting you in a state where maybe you're more, you're more aware of your subconscious. How does that work, getting into a state of hypnosis? So I think a lot of people think, obviously, hypnosis, they think, Remember, like Paul McKenna, like remember yeah. him, like making people do daft <laughs> stuff on the telly, like on a Saturday night. Um, I think it's for my personal experience, it's a very calm state. I think I'm still aware of what goes on. I think it's just a very relaxed state where you're just literally just tuning in. Uh, and the way I was taught to do it, and if I'm ever in, like we sort of like ask the subconscious mind for permission to talk to it. And it's a way of locating things that are maybe located deep. Like the way Vinny once said to me, it's like the subconscious mind was, it was like a big storage unit. You know, you know like in Indiana Jones, it's all like the, like the things are, it's like there's rows yeah, yeah. of yeah. stuff just built up like artifacts. It's there, it's like a big filing system. And if you ask it to go get something, it can. Yeah. So that was my, so that was my, like, so that's my interpretation. And again, it's just, opening people up for suggestions to change. So we're not saying you will change. It's just recommendations. Like obviously, if the person wants to change maybe habits or behaviours, they yeah. will. So it's me just suggesting things to them, just positive things to suggest. It's not yeah. telling them that they will have to do this or they will have to change. So is that kind of one of the barriers then? Because you, you'll see it like where people will say, oh, I don't, I'm not susceptible to hypnosis, me. I'm not. I'm not. It doesn't work on me. Is that because necessarily... Maybe, if yeah, you say that, well, yeah, you don't want it to, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah it won't. Yeah, if you say I won't work, place, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. no point in me trying to maybe work with them. Go, oh, it wouldn't work on me. Well, fine, that's fine. <laughs> if someone says to me like, I want to come, in, I want to change this behaviour, or I want to fix this phobia, then they'll probably fix it. They'll get it fixed. Yeah, because they because they're open to suggestion. I think you've got to have a certain level level of intelligence as well to do this kind of stuff as well. Because mm-hmm. if you want to improve, if you're open to improve as well, if you're open to maybe let them barriers down, let let someone in to help you, yeah. And you're something suggestible. Uh, that's the word that they, they use, suggestible. Yeah. So if you want to change, you can. But like you said, if someone goes, oh, it wouldn't work on me, that okay, it's well it won't. Yeah. It won't. You, you'll stay the same, doing them same yeah. behaviors then forever. Yeah, I think. Um... There's probably there's still obviously a little bit of backlash involved in it, but I think more and more now people are understanding the mental side of whatever it is, whether it's sports or even just going for job interviews, anything you want to do to progress, 
the mental side is like the one percent in it. You know what I mean? That's like the the last like piece of the puzzle. And I think more and more people are starting to understand that now, and it's not necessarily just like oh yeah, fuck that shit. It's all airy fairy bollocks. That yeah. people people need to address the thoughts and control their emotions and be aware of that kind of stuff, don't they? Well, even like the past ten years, I didn't know nothing. Like I didn't, I didn't know like, your subconscious mind. What are those? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and there's that many uh, podcasts that's that much information now about that much research been done i think yeah. in the past 10 15 years like people are really onto it and then people really want to improve their lives now yeah and like there's that maybe them stigmas oh yeah what are you going to see someone to help with your thoughts <laughs> like your big wimp or like like that kind of stuff i think oh that's gone or it's yeah. going now definitely yeah really you, see now right with, um, you see now in meditation as well even just whether that's breathing exercises, there's so much research that meditation does actually help. It doesn't have to be in a religious sense where you sat there cross-legged and mm. humming mantras and stuff, but controlling your breathing, your breathing. I don't know if you've read um, or listened to the audio book, James Nestor, Breathe. No. You've come across that, read that, no. He, um, he's been on all the podcast circuits, so he's been on all the major podcasts and that, but he written this book. Basically, the book is a lesson in how we over-breathe, we breathe too loud, we breathe wrongly, so we breathe with too much of a mouth breather. So this book, is a, he's, a, he's a journalist, he's not a scientist, and he, him and a colleague, spent like two weeks with blocked, purposely blocked noses, just so they were Has he been on the Joe Rogan podcast this he has, he has, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. listened to it, yeah. James Nestor, well, his book is fantastic. Yeah. Like, and since that, I have consciously tried to like nasal breathe and there's all like health benefits involved with it but even mental benefits like relaxing your mind and um bringing your your breathing rate down so you you can handle more co2 tolerance you've yeah. got a bigger tolerance to co2 which then stops you panicking in certain stressful situations so there's all that element to it as well which is yeah, it's fascinating well like there's a lot to be said for right stop take a deep breath yeah. You know, when things like you maybe your brain's chatting away or it's like things are getting on top, just stop, yeah, take yeah. a few moments and just breathe. Just yeah. be, just breathe. That's, That's a right. simple, like you come back to that point where you said people don't know how to breathe. People are constantly yeah. in that sort of, like that panic state of breathing. Yeah. You just said that every, every, every state we can be in, so anxious, depressed, um, excited, every state has a breathing pattern as well. So like if you're anxious, obviously you're hyperventilating, are you? You might be shallow breathing. Depressed might be like a bit, and I'm generalizing, but it might be like yeah. labored breathing. Yeah, yeah. You're happy. You, you, you're breathing through your chest and your shoulders mm. and that like, and every state has a breathing pattern. So we can change our state quite simply by, like you just said, just nice big deep breath, diaphragmatic breathing, breathing in through your nose, a long breath and a long exhale can just calm you research shows it reduces blood pressure and everything as well so simple things i think yeah, yeah. everything that i've been doing lately just like the mind coach it's simple stuff nothing complicated just keep it simple simple things work for they do, yeah. and they work under pressure as well don't they because it's less to remember and it's less complex than that as well so yeah, yeah. have you been doing it with any of the lads in the gym yeah but one one of the lads is um what, what did he come in for like this lad, he's a very high-flying individual. He's got a great job. I think it's the accountant. So we asked like meet people. He has to meet clients. And one of his phobias that he came in with was to he had a, a phobia of going out for his tea or going to a restaurant. Right. So at the, literally, he said, "Look, yeah, can we sort this out." So at the beginning of the session, I said, "Okay, 
I'm just going to talk to you now. If I said to you, what would happen if I said, right, me and you, help, um, sorry, me, we're going to go and have some food now in the restaurant down the road. And as he went grey, his voice started croaking. As you could see, he was like shaking a little bit, like yeah. getting sweaty. Um, so we changed, like, just the way, changed a few things. We, we reframed things. We did one, what did we do? We did two techniques with him. We did the fast fear throw model and the swish technique. And then literally by the end of the session, I said, okay, if I said to you now, me and you are going to go for some food. Yes. Okay, let's go. And from in, in a space of maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. And then the next night, he was out having his tea with his missus. Oh, nice. It yeah. was amazing. He said it's life-changing. Because yeah. obviously his missus wants to go out and have some food, like most people do, and enjoy a nice meal, Yeah, as we all do. And yeah, he's, he's now going out. Yeah. So he says, like a was that like a bit of social anxiety or something he was experiencing going out for meals and that? Is that what the issue was? I think that's one of the issues we got to the issue was certain foods triggered them as well. So like, right. it may upset his stomach. So okay, then, so let's address this then. Let's look at what you're eating. Maybe on the day of and when you get there, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. So we got to their little roots, find them little things that we just change it and then we just reframe because like the fast phobia model, like obviously one cup six, it's very, it's quite complex. Basically, you start at, you always start at points of safety. So like let's say before like the first time you experienced this bad event, it started there, and then you fast forward it, during like in black and white, and then at the end of you run it through like a movie screen. So point of safety there, you ask them to fast forward it, and then at the end, yeah, you come out at the end at the point of safety again, and then you rewind it forwards back. Obviously, right. I just butchered it there, but it, it's a fast process. So start and finish, you constantly ask them to replay it and f- forwards, replay it back, like yeah. constantly going forwards and back, changing it from colour, changing it to black and white, and then that fixes them. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, so one of the things I, I utilised NLP for was visualisation, which is some of the stuff you're talking about, right? you're changing the... Did they call it some modalities? So all the yeah, yeah, the color, so the things around, yeah, colors, sight, smells, people, yeah. brightness, yeah. And it, it, it amazed me at the the depth that you could go into in terms of visual. So when you visualize, people listening to this or watching it might be like, yeah, I'm going to visualize something, and all you see is a picture with color, maybe. But yeah, you've got obviously sounds. What sounds are playing in the background? Um, can you feel like sun on your body? Or would it say sunbathing on a beach? Can you feel the sun and the heat on your body? Um, what was the word? Are you associated with the picture or are you disassociated? So, yeah, yeah. So are you looking at it through your own eyes? Are you looking at it? Are you looking at it? Like say disassociated way. You're looking at yourself doing it. Yeah. And that's quite powerful. So, like, that's a different way of viewing something, isn't it? Whether you're looking at it through your eyes or whether you're looking at yourself doing it. That's what you just said, Kevin, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. the disassociation one's good for, say, so it's like maybe fears or phobias because you don't want to be in it. You want to be looking at it from a point of safety. You're yeah. watching the event take place. So that's like past that. Fast fear mode, yeah. fast phobia model, where you're disassociated or double disassociated because there's like two layers, like the, the fast phobia. So you're watching yourself, watching it. Yeah. So, so you, you are there and you're watching from points of safety because it's framed <laughs> in such a manner where you're basically in a cinema, in the projection booth, looking down at you watching the film. Yeah. So you can that's like sort of deeper gaze. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So you're nice yeah. and safe. Yeah. I remember using it. Um, so I used to, like I said, I was in the Ministry of Defence Police and it was a firearms role. Um, 
it sounds more exciting than it was. I was actually just a glorified security guard, basically. But um, every now and again, we'd go and exercise and we'd have to do these exercises and that. And they told you when they were going to come up and I used to dread them and get really quite anxious that sometimes I'd have to take the lead on these, these exercises and that. And after learning kind of this technique, changing all the, the different variables in the visualisation process, I visualised, I was doing this exercise and the sergeant at the time, who was um, quite a, a strong character and that's what kind of made me anxious that if I fuck this up, I'm going to get bollocked and he's going to be shouting at me. And I turned everything black and white because that made me feel more calm. And I had, um, what's the fairground music? Yeah. I had that playing over the, the image in my head. Yeah. And that immediately, I know it sounds stupid, like, but that immediately just, I was, I was all right, like I'd stopped being anxious. I wasn't bothered about it. And every time I started to feel myself, my heart rate going, I started to feel sweaty. I'd, I'd get this image in my head and that immediately brought me back down. So I know that's, well, that's a, basic a big thing. Like, but... <laughs> well, that's a big thing with NLP, isn't it? Like, if you put it in black and white, you're not giving it much substance. You're not adding yeah. colour to it. You're not like, adding depth and then making it. So it's almost like it ends up blurry sometimes. Yeah. But then more colour. Let's say if you gave them thoughts of, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to fail. And you start adding colour to it. And it'll just yeah. get more vibrant. Turn and then you will go out and mess like, it yeah. up. Yeah. 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 I was trying to explain it to someone. And the way I explained it was like, when you have old school like stereos and you have the graphic equalizer on it and that, don't you? Yeah. Each one of them was like a, a color, the sound, um, vibrance, and you can just play around with it in your head, whether that's going to mm. put down and you find out how that makes you feel. And if it's strong, yeah. you can bring it back down again. That's that's the way I tried to explain. Well, it's so fascinating. I loved it, me. Yeah. So I'll try to do like maybe four or five sets with people. So each set, like the certain like subtleties get clearer as like at the end, like maybe set five. Yeah. Everything's like in crystal clear HD or they're actually there. Yeah. So some people have a lot of like the last client that I work with, one of the last lads that I work with, he just I said, Okay, what you say? I said, What's your imagination? Like he went, oh, I don't know. I went, okay, let's keep it simple. Let's imagine you now in the gym, just drilling a basic technique. And then he went, I can't do it. So imagine yourself grabbing the wrist, doing this, doing this. And some people really struggle with visualization. I think visualization is yeah. so important. Like I, I, I must daydream loads in work and even just day to day because I'm just constantly visualizing things. Because yeah. I'm always constantly thinking about what I'm going to teach that night. If it's something that I don't do, I've got to really mentally drill it as well. So I've got to imagine myself doing it. Where do I put my hand? What do I do this? Yeah. And then it's the same with my goals as well. I'll be daydreaming constantly, just picturing what it will be like during the process and then what it would feel like at the end of the process as well. So I daydream loads. Yeah. And it's massive. I, think I don't it's think so enough important. people do it. Yeah, I don't think enough people do it. Whether that's because that's maybe not their learning style or whatever. Um but people don't picture themselves where they want to be and what that feels like and what yeah yeah. What do they call it? Like an ecology test or something. What what it's gonna feel like, so. whether it's gonna yeah. But that's a big part of like goal setting and, and doing things like what what you've just said then. What do you think it feel like? once you've got there yeah and, and people don't understand that I know people don't yeah. realise how important their imagination is because let's say for example one thing is like say people come to you for is oh yeah I want to be more confident or I've, oh, I've never had confidence okay then so I asked them what do you think it'd feel like if you were confident like, oh and that, and that then triggers that same response if yeah. they ever have felt confident because the, the subconscious doesn't know if it's real or not definitely yeah and those questions are powerful. I was working with, um, I did a year with, I don't know if you've ever heard of Paul Morph. No, who's that? He's like a 
kind of a like a mindset coach, business coach, mentor mm. kind of thing. And he has a program. One of his programs is called Alliance, and I did a year. Um, and it was it was during COVID, to be honest, during the lockdown. Um, obviously, I think we opened the club in 2019. 2020 was obviously the lockdown year and that. And I started working with him because I was a little bit like, fuck, this is like, I've put a lot of heart and soul into like trying to set up this club and I can't even do it now. Like what's going to happen? Financially started worrying a little bit and I went down that rabbit hole and um, started working with him. And it was just kind of the mindset stuff on, well, you're focusing on what you can't do, focus on what you can do. Again, simple stuff, but it was all about those questions, Kev, what you're saying, like, well, well, how's it going to feel in the future if you're feeling like this? How does, how's it going to feel if you've got this goal that you want to build this club? What other things can you do? So that's why I started doing the podcast and stuff over lockdown. That's when we started doing that. But his well, whole then, thing, sorry, go on. His whole thing is questions are the steering wheel of the mind. So like if you've got powerful questions, they can steer you into the into the right direction. So like you're saying, what would it feel like to be confident? Just things yeah. like that, Yeah. What you touched on there was really good. Um, I think you said what I don't want to happen. That's a lot of people will say, let's say if they come to me, go, oh, yeah, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to feel like that. But like, like I remember Vinny saying it to me when I, one of my first sessions, I went, oh, I don't want to hold back and fight. I don't want this. And he went, you haven't told me what you want. Yeah. He said, what do you want? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. light bulb moment. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? He said, oh, the thing he said before, and right, he said, we did a little exercise, we wrote a few things down, like, right? I don't want this, I don't want that. He went, okay, then what do you want? Mm-hmm. It's like framing like, your mind again, what do you want? Oh, I don't want to feel like this. But then if you focus on what you don't want, that then happens, yeah. like, that bad yeah. thing happens. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want the club to go under. Well, the club's now got to go under. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> all you're focusing on is that. And people might not understand that they might be more motivated by the pleasure of something. Like what, like you say, what they do want, rather than the pain of what they don't want. Just that reframe might be like a whole new change in game changer to some people, might not if they focus on the actual pleasure and move towards the pleasure rather than move away from the pain. It's a different way to think of the people, and it might it might make people like just achieve whatever they want to achieve, just having that little reframe of that question. Reframe such a power, such a great way. It's a great thing to focus yeah. on. How can we reframe this? Yeah. So how would you suggest to people who are listening to us talk about this NLP and stuff and maybe they want to either just try something themselves or they want to look into something, start reading about something, where would you send people if they wanted to get into it or even try something themselves? Book a session with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously, if you didn't want to do something like that, there's loads because I've been like just gone back on I've had a look on Spotify just to like pick up any other NLP tech there's loads of um, Spotify channels now that offer yeah. that just do NLP techniques and a lot of them are the techniques that I've spoke about so I think it's always better yeah. being there with someone because they can then calibrate off your reaction and you'll see like your little micro expressions how maybe things are going I think you still need someone to coach you one to one maybe just to be aware of things there's lots on Spotify there's lots on YouTube right. Um on the I'd start there, or, and there's plenty of books as well. Yeah, but yeah. I'd always recommend going with a one-to-one coach, either over Zoom or one-to-one, because they'll be able to like then explain things a little bit more different, or they'll just re- like, again they'll reframe it for yeah. you, and and then you can get the feedback from them, and then and vice versa. Yeah, I think um, it'd have been good if we could have actually set a, 
a face-to-face one because we could have maybe like tried some of these techniques. You could have tried them. Yeah. So I'm quite open to stuff like that and see if we could have um, done anything anything like that in, in person. Like, So how well, would a session... Sorry, I'll, I'll come down to one, one, one of the club if you want because yeah. I want to because it'd be a good office because that's something that I want to get into doing like them little mini seminars around like clubs and that so if you wouldn't mind yeah. we'll I'll do one for yeah. you yeah, yeah I'll do one for you because we, have, we have got a few of the lads we have got a few of the lads who like I said they're into competing and that and I do think um, and they may not admit it themselves but I do think that the mind the mental side of it is what is holding them back do you know yep. what I mean? And I do think it would be uh, massive for some of the, the guys who are getting into the competition side of it. How would a yeah, session work then? Yeah, we'll do Kevin. If I came yeah. with you for a session, how does it work? Talk me through it. What would what would happen? It depends on your goals first. So if we'll we'll ask I'll ask you what you want. Like that'd be that first thing. So, so, yeah. so what you want. And then like on a scale of maybe one to five, we'll ask about let's say if it's something that's maybe bothering like a fear or something like that. Uh, we'll rate it on a scale of one to five. Um, we'll go through some basic, like I call them like warm up exercises, because like some people aren't great at using their imagination. One of the techniques that I'll always start with it's called hachalau. It's about opening your peripheral vision, so it's about focusing yeah. on like a point up high. And again, you'll feel your eyesight go from like there. Everything just opens up. Nice. So I have a few, and, I, and I'll take people through a few. Um, just change like. What's the new thing called? The circle of power. We call it the circle of power. So it's again, it's recalling states where we'll go through basic emotions of a time when you were happy, time when you felt strong, time when you felt confident, and basically we then send it all into this circle that you've drawn with right. your mind, and then you step into it, and again you, you feel all their emotions. Another good one is anchoring. So again, anchoring then positive or confident states into a part on your body. So. One of my anchors is when I was doing my training was it's this one. It's a sort of like a happiness slash calm one, a calmer one. So we sort of locked in. Um, so if my happy and calm one was is Saturday night, there's me, the missus and the dog all just sat on the couch. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah, sort of like your happy place. You know everything's fine. Everyone yeah, else yeah. is around. It's fine. We're all just sat there. And like maybe feel a bit like, Ugh, just ping, just fire that anchor off. And then it just gives you that little lift. And then same if I'm, if I'm ever like teaching anywhere that I don't know, you'll probably see me like touching me knees. That's like my confidence anchor. Right. Um, I have anchors in a state where I'm in my gym and obviously the class is flowing um, and, and I'm super confident. So even like before this then, I was like touching me knees, just firing off that confidence anchor. Yeah. I still I still use it today. <laughs> and I always recommend people to, like if you do a session with me, one session, it's never enough. You you have to like practice these techniques by yourself. You have to hone them yourself. Yeah. And for maybe like change work was that um, exercise that I spoke about, yeah, like the fast fear model, the one where you you get them to look at the 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 movie of things like the bad thing. You fast forward in it, you rewind in it, but again, you double disassociate because you're there in the projection booth looking down at you watching the film yeah and i think that lasts maybe just over an hour because we'll do things over and over and over like we'll do like maybe four or five sets of things yeah. there's a great exercise for if people are stressed there's a it's like a gratitude exercise where you basically think of all them that basically like a happy place like that's me butchering it again just being dead general with all the people that you love all the things that you love and then that sort of outweighs all the stress and like maybe turmoil that's going on because that positive yeah. always crushes that negative. 
So that's a typical one with me. So it could be quite intense then, couldn't it? That it could be it depending is, on what you try is. to work through. Like it could be quite intense, couldn't it? Like I've come out of it and I've been like knackered. Sometimes with like likes of like the lads with them, um, the like going to the restaurant, that one, I went home and my head was mashed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I said to Sophie when I came in, I went, I've just done like an exorcism because I like, <laughs> put that much into it. I, yeah, yeah. I was like, get that much into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Has it been, um, I don't know if you know whether it has or hasn't, but could the same technique be worked with like more extreme issues like PTSD and veterans who've been in the military and all that? Could it be used in that way as well? I believe it can. Uh, that, that fast fear model, I was talking to one of the other lads who was a former Marine and he said he's done that because I think right. he said he, he served in Afghan at a time and he, whoever did it with him, they did that fast fear model. Fast phobia model with him, and he said he, he's been fine ever since. Yeah, so I think it can. All right, definitely. No if they if they want if they want to like change and help, I think it will work. Yeah, I work with a, a few veterans over in Lee, and it'd be good to maybe like recommend that to definitely. them. Definitely, they are struggling that like NLP is an option for that. Let's definitely, yeah. just give them some techniques just to work with every day. Yeah, and hopefully awesome. it does help. Yeah. So what's um, next for, whether it's contenders, whether it's um, the hybrid um, competitions you've got going on at ASW Liverpool? What's what's happening next? What's up and coming? On the horizon next, we've got June 19th is our next uh, Interclub. We're doing Blue Belts in the morning. You've got cash prizes for that as well, haven't you? Is that the one yeah, cash prizes? yeah, we've got an eight-woman no-gi tournament as well. We've nice. never done one of them, and I've got some cash prizes for that. Yeah. Uh, and then in the afternoon, we've got white belter. We've never done like a double header ever because normally yeah. what we used to do, we'd have the interclub in the morning and then we'd have some advanced matches on in the afternoon. Because now we're doing the contenders, we're not doing the advanced matches no more. We're still going to do the over fours. These guys, we're still going to have them on. Yeah. It's going to be maybe one or two advanced matches, but then it'll always either be the contender series now or a white or the blue belts in the afternoon. Yeah, I think we've then... got some white belts coming on that. that June. Oh, good. 19th, is it? Sunday the 19th? Yeah. Yeah, yeah something nineteenth. We've got a couple yeah. of lads going into that leg, so yeah, I'll be down there. Oh, for that. good. Yeah. How did the uh, contenders thing come and come about then? Is that something you've always done? Or has it happened before, or was that? No, when we first started doing the interclub, Chris did mention it. Uh, Chris, who, who runs, who owns Grapple Fest. Yeah. I think we were under the impression that it was, or I think our goal was for it to be a feeder show for the big show, Grapple Fest. Yeah. Like that was always the goal. But then the way things started working out. Like me and John said, oh yeah, we've got the third best show in the country, me and you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> like the matches that we were sticking on, like, wow, this is getting a bit, it's getting a bit wild. This now. Then Chris said, look, would you, do, would you now do a contenders show for us? Um, so again, if, if they win that tournament on the day, so yeah, or they get to the final of the tournament, they'll then have the main, they'll have the final, sorry, on yeah, the, on the, show, on the yeah, main on show. The show. And if it's a good incentive, yeah, I think like what we did initially, we did, what we did initially with them matches, it got like the attention of maybe Chris and Dan to say, "Oh yeah, they they'll do a good job them too of, of making a feeder show for us." Yeah, yeah. But it was massive as well. It was it was that them two matches in particular, two finals, like were wicked as well. But they were well worthy of being on the a show oh, such as Grapple really Fest and that. It was wicked, wasn't it? They were yeah. so good, yeah. so good. And it all started from like a little garage in Skep. I know, I know. <laughs> it's mad. I know. Like I think um, I don't know his full name, but Cal Pacino's got quite a bit of a following 
himself oh, anyway, doesn't he? So, I love him. Yeah, he's Sunderland he's Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. He was like, his Instagram handle, like when he messaged me to get on the contenders, I went, yeah, got to have him. And he sent me a voice note as well. Like, oh, yeah. right. He's yeah, yeah, like cool. Sunderland, like, oh, me, I'm going to push the pace and everything, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> wait, I want you. <laughs> and he's a dead nice fella. Like, yeah. He always messaged me, now. we always message him like, every yeah. couple of days to see how each other are now. Yeah, I know, he was cool. So what's the next... Um... Level of a contender then, because that was purple belts, was it? Was that purple belts? Yeah, I think it's going to be purple again. I think because ADCC is coming up in September, there's no grapple fest, I think, for a while now. But I think we'll probably do a contender show in August. So, whatever Chris says, like what he's after, basically, he hasn't mentioned nothing yet of where he of what he wants yet. I think maybe some bigger lads. I think he maybe. Made you like an over a hundred or under hundred one next. Yeah, yeah. Get the big guys on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Purple Belt's a good level though as well, isn't it? Because um, Grapple Fest has, has started now because it's it's such a, an established show. Like Matty Holmes, he started on Grapple Fest as a Purple Belt and now he's Black Belt competing against the best in the world. So it shows that it yeah. it can actually help um, yeah. Grapple. Yeah, they will push it. They will push you forward. Yeah, yeah. Like he'll one day. I think he'll, he'll have that under ninety title. I, yeah. I think he will. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll start getting the push in the next few months well, I think he deserves that push then. yeah yeah of course yeah, but yeah I, think, I think it's a good level to to start getting into it like any late blue purple belt because you've got that then if, you, if, you, if you're excited I love I love what they said on, on the Rapple Fest um, even in the commentary and that but what he promotes Chris Thompson is if you're excited you've got a good chance of coming back on we just don't want boring fights so whether you lose as long as you're excited like yeah but did you notice it's like each time like maybe someone sat down last Saturday, everyone booed? Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, what was it? What was the match after Owen Livesey and Michael Pixler? And he sat straight down. I can't remember. I think who everyone it was. just booed it. Yeah. Was it That's not Owen Owen or Flanagan? And he sat down just taking the piss. I think he sat down just taking the piss and everyone booed. I can't, I can't remember who was after him. I can't remember. Oh no, Owen didn't sit down. Owen stood up for a bit with John with oh, John right. Blank. Like was, John Blank just charged. Crazy as well, wasn't it? For him to for him to beat him. Wow. That was impressive as well, wasn't it? Enjoyed that. I know. So so what's like the, the plans for you guys next going forward? Um I'm trying to actually I'm trying to tweak. So I'm always interested in how to change like almost structural classes and stuff. Because at the moment we have well, we have fundamental classes. We have a, an advanced class starting now as well. We have an advanced class. More people are starting to attend that. We have our we have three no-gi grappling classes a week. Obviously, when Danny starts coaching, I think he's going to start doing the, the Wednesday and the Friday. So I get an opportunity to train as well then. I can train while Danny's coaching the classes. Um, I'm going to start playing out with a few different formats of how to coach in the classes. There was one, um, Lachlan Giles put a post out not so long ago about something that he was trialling in his gym. It's like almost individual, like, learning so you know like an open math session one open math session a week and rather than it just being everyone rocks up and starts rolling which it always ends up being anyway doesn't it yeah. you have like say you know there's a lad who likes doing guillotines or another lad who is a bit heavier stockier and he might just be into like setting up kimuras or something you'll give them like more individualized learning so they're coming and they work with a partner on their own games so then as they improve they can then bring that into the class format and teach people how they're getting into those techniques does that make sense yeah something yeah. like that i'm kind of going to play around with maybe just one class a week and open mat see whether it works or not do so, it yeah just to see how that, 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 that gives more people 
hopefully more experience of getting into a bit of a coaching role as well, where they could yeah. show like how the individual way of getting into a guillotine is, or how they set up the kimura, something something along those lines, and playing around. That's with good. Them. Everyone's sharing their ideas. Yeah, that's good. Getting everyone involved. Like asking people, so what do you do? I like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of club going forward, just keep on doing what we're doing. We've we've had a good good run so far. We we keep we've got high, quite high retention. We're getting new people in as well. Um, I'm hoping to try and set up um, Roger Gracie coming down for the end of the year. So hopefully we can mm. get him down because he's we due to add him down in May 2022. Where obviously we had to cancel that. So I'm looking on trying to get him down again. But, oh, nice. Yeah, and build a bit of a competition team as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting people competing. Especially, it seems to be. And I love your opinion on it. Just you call it submission grappling, but no no gi grappling, whatever you want to call it. Is so popular now in it, and more and more people just want to do it. And I don't—I mean, I still love both. I love the gi. I like doing no gi as well. But the no gi seems to be uh, taking off again now. <laughs> Big for competition, yeah. It's everyone's really doing it. Yeah. But then I think a lot of people are just doing no gi by itself now. Even like for our interclub, we go, "Oh, yeah. what's the format?" Blah blah blah. I go, oh, yeah, gi then no gi. Oh, 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 don't do gi. It's okay, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of people saying that, but then still. Each inch club, we always have 40 people on each thing. So yeah, I yeah. think the gear is still relevant. Yeah. And even like judging by Empire, the week past two Empire that I've been to, mm-hmm. rammed. Everyone's fighting the gear, like almost yeah. like maybe in the morning, and then no gear in the afternoon. Yeah. What I do like though is your format of the five minutes gear, five minutes no gear, and it's all sub only as well. So you don't have to worry about the point system or anything. Just, yeah, the subs are win. And I think in the gear, that's exciting as well. Just going for sub. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, good. Maybe. Obviously, it gives people that little like place to practice techniques and place to maybe get competition nerves out of them. I think mm-hmm. I had one guy messaging me the other day. He said, "Oh, I've just got me blue, and um, I've signed up for the white belt one, but I'm going to like wait a little bit um, before I do the blue one, so I'll have some prep." And I messed the back and said, "Don't worry, mate. Just do the blue one. It's the perfect place to do it." I said, yeah. "Guaranteed, there's new blues in there." I said, just, "I said, just come do it." I said, "Try it out." Said like at least then you're not paying like fifty odd quid to enter Empire or something like that. If you pay the tenner and you get to see what blue belts like, and then you yeah. go, okay, then I'll do it. Yeah, and what I found as well um, when I did the the ten minutes of only at your place, because obviously the crowd is attracted to that. In one in one mindset, you might be like, "Fucking hell, I'm not going there." It could be quite intimidating, but I'm not just saying it because you're here. The atmosphere was amazing. Everyone was just so friendly. Are you, are you doing shaking hands and everything? Everyone's dead supportive of the, the guys who were competing on the mats. Yeah. All eyes are on, and everyone was just really supportive. And it was a really, really like friendly atmosphere. Everyone just being there, supporting everybody else. Yeah. Like, yeah. even like when I'm reffing, I cheer. Like, I, I, yeah. see, like, I cheer when someone does something good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was amazing. It's yeah, like, it's not, like we're not at war, are we? Just here, I'm going to roll on the floor. I know, I know. Make yeah. like a nice little social event. We'll put some music on and we'll watch some people have a scrap. Yeah, definitely. And you've got the Facebook live feeds as well, aren't you? With the commentary and yeah. that as well, which is a nice little yeah, touch. Yeah. People can watch yeah. it at all. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So if people wanted to get in touch with you, Kev, about anything, work through some sessions, how's the best place to do that? Uh, got a couple things. My Instagram is KevSWLiverpool. If you're on Facebook, it's Kev Owen or the gym one is ASWL on Facebook or Instagram is ASW Liverpool but I don't do the Instagram for the gym John does but I'm sure John will pass it on yeah. so they're, they're your ways of getting older me 
Cool, mate. For anything. Yeah, brilliant. And we'll try and sort out um, a session for you to come down to us and do some uh, mind coaching with us. Definitely, I'll be a big help for me. Uh, help yeah. me practice my craft. Appreciate yeah, that. I'll be, I'll be well interested in that. But yeah, cheers for your time this morning, Kelly. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you, man. Yeah, enjoy speak to you soon. Yeah, enjoy. Oh, nice one. <laughs> See you later, mate. Thanks very much. Nice one, lad. See you in a bit. See ya. Yeah.